Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 90, as always, I'm joined by Dom. Hi, I'm Dom. <laughs> and Jordan. Everything made up, bruh. Stay woke. <laughs> and uh, newcomer to the podcast from OK Beast, uh, the other half, or other main half, I guess, of OK Beast, Alex Van Aken. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited to be here. Hola. Hello. It's been a long time coming. Finally, glad to have you on. Yeah, you've been messaging, we've been messaging back and forth for like six months, I feel like. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. When this isn't our... Pretty exclusive our, guest we've got. <laughs> <laughs> when this isn't, you know, the main uh, uh, revenue income, it's it's hard to figure out how to exactly get everything planned out, but it's finally yeah. happening. Glad to have you. We have Blessing on all the time. Well, seems like all the time, so I'm yeah, glad to have the... Frequently. His better half. I'm, I'm just <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, so this is a part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. For me, it's kind of like a broken record, except I have something new to talk about finally, which is good. Um, for the past couple weeks, world. yeah, for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about playing Monster Hunter World, which is kind of the same thing in yeah. that grind. Um, nothing new to talk about there, though. We'd love to hear your perspective when you talk about what you've been playing out. So don't feel uh, shy about talking about it. It's just for me, it's kind of like the same thing. Nothing new to really report on. Um, but I have been playing Celeste as well. Yes, I talked about yeah. Uh, I actually ha- I've had it for a couple of weeks, but it's one of those things I got sucked into Monster Hunter World, so I didn't I didn't have a chance to finish Celeste. Mm-hmm. I'm still not done with it yet. I'm at the Mirror Temple, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I love that game. Like I, I didn't stop playing it because I didn't love it. I it's it's probably one of my favorite 2D platformers I've played in a quite a while. I just love the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, Mirror Temple is probably also the most complex level in the game. It's my least favorite. Yeah. Um, so just push through that, and you'll get to the good stuff again. I'm so I'm enjoying, it, man. Yeah, I would say so that like you... the last ten minutes of that temple are insane. Uh, like what <laughs> you have to do to get through, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So do you mean to tell us that you haven't beat Wolfenstein Two yet? You're still letting no. That that's on. No, that's on the. That's on the. On that's right on the top of the thing. So once I either finish the Monster Hunter World campaign or I finish less, that's the next. That enters slot number two. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. My it's, eyes can't roll hard enough. Monster Hunter <laughs> World is so addictive, man. It's such a good game. Um, but going back to Celeste, I I'm a sucker for very difficult games. Alex, like I loved Cuphead, I loved Dark Souls. Awesome, yeah. I just love very difficult games. So, like for Celeste, I know a lot of people. The difficulty is one of the things that either pushes people away or brings them in super hard. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's that it's bringing me in super hard. Um, a lot of 2D purists, a 2D platformer purists, will say that like you need to use a D-pad on a 2D platformer. Yeah, I'm not of that mind personally. I didn't use uh, it. Yeah, and for this game, it's kind of hard on the Switch, I think, because I don't think the D-pad for the Switch is necessarily great no. because it isn't one piece. It isn't one D-pad, which I prefer. Like one even on the Pro controller, I couldn't use the D-pad. Yeah, um, especially for the specific movements, because a lot of times you have to move diagonally, so it's like that doesn't really work out too well. Yeah. Um. I love the characters. I love the fact that it's, uh, you know, it's uh, with 16-bit style art, but the animations at the top when you have dialogue are really cool and really well done. I think the yeah. aesthetic of them is really pretty. Um, yes, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Celeste because it's not a very long game, and I want to talk about it in full once I finish it. The other game I've been playing is PUBG 2, which is like same old, yes. same old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you have uh, you're probably the same way alex like if you have a crew you run with you're more likely to succeed obviously so oh. i have a crew of like four guys four to five guys that we play non-stop and i say 95 percent of the time we always finish top 10 mm-hmm. um we have a pretty solid group and we win quite often and one of the other days a buddy who we don't normally play with joined the party and he played with us and we won he's like oh that's awesome this is my second chicken dinner ever and we were like what because like we Dang. win probably at at least once a day, at the very least. So That's it's like to hear I'm somebody who, with my guy. yeah, to, to hear somebody that like has played since the launch uh, in December till now and only had one win. I'm like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't win that often, I don't know if I'd keep playing it. You know, it's just yeah. very weird. I play. I, I went a lot less on PC. Um, I think Xbox for whatever reason, like I don't know. I, I think a lot of people do better on Xbox. I think it's just like what you're used to. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I have one guy named my friend Josh. Uh, pretty much we probably win two out of the three games we play. Um, but then I've got other friends that will remain unnamed uh, so I don't hurt <laughs> their feelings that I don't think I've ever won a game with. And we probably played 40 hours with with them. So 
It's so uh, sweet of you guys to, you know, be helping out these plebs out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because it's different experiences. So, like, the guys I play with that we constantly win, it's more of, like, a, a win or bust kind of mentality. Like, if we don't win or at least come in the top, like, three, it's kind of a failure. Yeah. But, uh, like Alex said, if you play with the people that aren't as skilled or, you know, you don't win as often with, when you do reach those incremental steps, it feels so good to be like, oh, we moved up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um PUBG is weird too because it is a game like if you're really really good you can kind of carry your team but at that point it's like they might just end up getting killed and they may weigh you down so it's like do you really want to protect your teammates who aren't as good because you're kind of better off without him well, it's I a very weird game die and take their four times scope they have <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh give me those energy drinks and painkillers yeah. yeah um yeah so Dom PUBG, how you doing over the world. you doing all right Dom me yeah he's just he's still seeming because i haven't gone back to uh wolfenstein 2 yet which i need to but <laughs> it looks angry um yeah so that's pretty much it for me who wants to hop up next and let us know what you guys have been playing i've been playing persona persona Dang. 5 persona 4 golden uh, oh wow oh yeah you have it on the v- you've been playing it through vita right fuck yeah 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 the vita the vita uh it's still pretty good it's still good <laughs> that's about all adam we've talked about it before but it's it's not my thing or i wouldn't have thought it was before i started but it's not my thing you know it's become my thing un- unexpectedly um although i kind of hit a wall here um on one boss but i'm just gonna rethink re-strategize maybe go go back to uh, theater theater class or drama class whatever it's called and uh do some of that school stuff and then come back and try later it's kind of the nice thing about it you just kind of go do some other stuff. Um, yeah. Come back. Yeah. But that's it. If you kind of, it, pretty much in any Persona game, if you kind of push yourself early on in the like uh, calendar cycle when you're uh, first getting to a new dungeon, then you know if if you got a if you get stumped or something like that, you can kind of take your time and and getting back to it, train it up. Cause uh, so I had, I had just beat the the first. I think it must have been the first one. The the dungeon with Yukigo. Jordan, am I, am I ringing any bells? No. Yukiko? Isn't that her name? Oh, I thought you said Yukigo. I was like, Yukigo? No, no, no. I don't know. All case. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I beat that and then did a couple things in school. And all of a sudden, Mr. Bear or whatever was like, we need to go back to the same palace. Mr. Bear. Teddy, um says, you know, we need to go back to the same palace. There's this jerk of a shadow there. And now I can't beat this guy. Um, but, yeah, so I, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like I need to save anyone immediately. So, yeah, I'll probably just go back and hang out at school and stuff. So that's where I'm at. It's kind of it's kind of like relaxing. Spoiler Comfort alert, food, you got to yeah. do a lot of grinding in the old Persona games. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say I did put it on, like, easy mode to try to reduce the amount of that grind, hopefully. We'll see. Still early on. That's been it. So I have been playing uh, Grand Kingdom also on Ooh. the PS Vitamin. Um, it's uh, I, I'm actually not sure if it's made by a Japanese studio, but it has definitely got the Japanese game vibe and uh, is a strategy game. Um, and uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a great game to kind of just. Um, go through as you're watching or listening to something else. It is, I will say, uh, pretty complicated as far as its system goes and throws a lot of text tutorials at you quite early on, but uh, once you get the hang of it, it's definitely a fun game, and it is gorgeous. Did you grab it from PS Plus? So, I actually had bought the PS4 version, but it wasn't cross-buy, so yeah, the Vita version I have through PS Plus. Okay. Um, so that was kind of nice, and uh, it doesn't seem to have cross save, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, so uh, enjoying that. Been playing that a decent amount, and then uh, like I talked about, I guess a couple weeks ago or so, um, it is time, gentlemen. I am hopping back into the Kingdom Hearts series, ah. convoluted <laughs> as it may be. Um, Should we do this I'm together? Yeah, uh, back into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Kingdom Hearts is all about the power of friendship, so that makes sense. Um, but I'm playing them in order, and I've got this whole uh, note on my phone of everything in chronological order, even 
the secret ending videos and all the random side shit. Um, so I'm going to try to really get a good grasp on the full story leading into Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, so yeah, I might actually need a companion's help on that one, Dom. I might need your, your heart power, as it were. I'm going in a different in, order. No, I'm going to go in yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. Um, first time playing, is that's not a bad idea. Um, but uh, I've gone through all the games, or at least watched the cutscenes for some of the, the lesser spinoffs, so... Um, playing my favorite right now, Birth by Sleep, the uh, first canonical game entry. They have the, uh, well, I guess they have Unchained Key, the uh, mobile game. Not a ton of story there, but they have the back cover uh, CG movie, which is pretty cool before Birth by Sleep. So, anyways, went through that stuff, got that story, and then uh, now I'm playing Birth by Sleep. So, um, I've talked about this game before, but yeah, it's. Um, my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. It's my favorite uh, portable game I've ever played back when it was on uh, PSP. Now on PS4, it's running at 4K60, and I have never seen a PSP game look so good, uh, <laughs> even through emulation on a high-powered computer. I mean, it looks crispy for a PSP game. I'm excited to so. see the the GBA one on PS4. Like, well, that uh, they used the they did a PS2 remake of that, like a full 3D remake. Oh. And uh, yeah, actually, with Chain of Memories, I think it's one of the few that is just cutscenes, if I'm correct. I would love to see like the polygonal Maddens that were on PSP up-res to like 4K, dude, like on a <laughs> PS4 or something. That'd be hilarious. Those, the sports games. That's actually back when I was playing sports games. Madden and NCAA didn't look that bad on on PSP. Yeah, um, I don't think they I translate as well those like a Kingdom Hearts, you know, to like upgrade oh, upgrading sure. to 4K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you could uh, emulate that stuff and and get it going pretty well. See what that looks like if you wanted to, because those fucking remasters are never coming. <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyways, yeah, that and uh, a couple show shout outs real quick. Started watching Mick Mafia, uh, which is a cool uh, family crime drama. Um, and then I mentioned Star Wars Rebels, I think, last week. And, man, ever since it's come back, they do uh, two episodes at a time, have been That's for cool. this whole season. Yeah, so it's been four episodes total so far, and it has been quite insane. Uh, so the series itself finishes up next week, and I'm very excited to see where they go. A lot of emotion in these last few episodes. A lot of crazy shit going on. So, so far, super good. I would love to join you guys in Kingdom Hearts, but uh, they never released that collection for Xbox. Yeah, That's cool. Counts. Yeah, gotta yeah. get that PS4. Uh, uh, Alex, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> uh, I've been playing. So I've there's been a lot of games that came out this week that I wanted to start playing. I just haven't really had the, had the time to. I downloaded a game called Into the Breach and uh, kind of dove into the first level a little bit. It's from the uh, makers of FTL, um, Faster Than Light. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're essentially you're controlling a group of mechs, um, and you kind of drop down from space, and you're fighting these like kaiju alien monsters that are trying to go after like the remaining power sources on Earth, and so your your job is to protect, is to destroy these kaiju and to protect these resources. Um, but you kind of have to ma- it's like tile based, grid based combat, so you have to manage where where you're uh where you're like attacking to make sure you don't take out your power and stuff um but it's really cool like if you fail you can actually go back in time and kind of start again on a separate timeline with a new pilot yeah that's pretty cool um is that uh, a strategy game yeah yeah very much and similarly to their um their first game it's really really difficult and so there's a lot of like restarting the game and, and trying again um and then i've also been playing a lot of rainbow six siege uh, that's a game i picked up a month or two ago um i've kind of been i've always been like a, a fps guy but kind of been bored of uh recent releases and uh except for overwatch but but yeah rainbow six siege is kind of mostly friends were just talking about it and they wouldn't stop talking about it so i finally checked it out and man it, it's so good it's uh if you like tactical gameplay it's it's right up there. You everyone gets like one life, uh, and so once you die in the match, you're kind of you're useless to your team. So it's very much very methodical, very slow, um, and yeah, it's it, it's based on its rule set. Like a lot of great moments come out of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like it's really cheesy to say, but it's a lot like chess. So like 
you really don't uh, understand the the. I feel like I didn't understand the game until I got into the real nitty gritty, the real minutia of it. Um, and then you start realizing, mm-hmm. oh, this this person, if they're on this team, they totally like negate the effects of this guy. And so it's it's a lot of like tactical choices in your classes and like your team comp, uh, as well as just like being really slow and methodical in the game. So it's really fun. Sounds like some tactical espionage action. Yes, yes. And I played it on a, on a PC, so really fun there. Oh, you're on PC? That's that's hard. FPSs are always much more difficult on, on PC just because of the mouse and keyboard, man. It's it's tough to hang with a lot of those guys that have been playing for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, it, because it's so slow, it does help. Like, this is my first FPS I've ever played on, on a PC, or in uh, probably 15 years. Um, and so I kind of picked this game for that reason. I wanted to get good at, at mouse and keyboard, uh, and it's it's slower, so it's like you can kind of pick up everything. Um, and like a, even though it's like a really punishing game, it's like more of a safe environment for picking up the controls, you know. Um, yeah. Compared to like you know an Overwatch or a Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. So. Man, no, Jared, cool. you you couldn't be more right about that. I, it makes me think back. So I have like a an old friend who's been like. PC since he was like little, like playing FPS and hanging out with him, me playing Counter Strike, and I'm just like sitting there like, how is this even happening? Oh yeah, here you you know, t- take a turn, take a turn, and, I'm, and I just can't even. It's yeah. not even like, it's like you're getting beat. It's like you can't even exist in that world. It's it's an entirely <laughs> different setup. It's crazy. That, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest uh, negative against uh, cross-platform play is that, um, you know, guys with controllers playing at 30 FPS on PS4 or Xbox compared to guys playing at 60 with a mouse and keyboard on PS- PC is a <laughs> absolute world of difference. Yeah, even if it's locked frame rate, you have su- such a huge advantage being more precise with the mouse than you do with the controller. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Uh, Alex, was, sorry, I was, go ahead. I was going to say, I will say my friend um, Cass from the uh, 4 Yanks on Aussie podcast, he's been playing with us with a gamepad and he's been keeping up like he's i think even he's clutched a couple of one verse fours and i'm like how do you how are you doing that on a controller so i think it also might be the game um is yeah. different than a call of duty or something but sorry what were you gonna say a second ago oh what are who are your favorite operators i'm just curious um so i've been i re yesterday or two days ago i finally i've been saving up my end game uh my end game coins or whatever my credits and i was like screw this i'm just gonna buy the the season two bundle with all the operators that I want. Um, so the past few days I've been playing as uh, Mira. She's like my main on defense. So she That's my up. favorite, yeah. Yeah, she's so good. <laughs> so for those who don't know who Mira is, she she can like essentially put these like one-way windows into a wall and look through them and see what's on the other side. Um, and then if you play it right, there's like these really cool strats that come out of it. Like in the game you can reinforce walls that you're essentially like putting the metal shield over walls so people can't shoot you through them. Um, but one of the strategies that's kind of been emerging lately is you keep, you have one metal plated wall with your window as Mira, and then you, the other wall next to it is like the adjacent wall is just a regular wall. So when you see them through the mirror, you shoot them through the regular wall. It's, it's kind of complicated, but it's, it's really, really fun. Uh, sounds like something out of Dishonored. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) so I've been playing her a lot. Um, lesions cool. Um, and then castle that's, those are my defenders. And then. Offense, I play a lot of uh, Glass, who's this guy. He can same uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's mine. Yeah, Glass is dope. So for those yeah. who don't know who Glass is, he's the sniper dude, and his scope highlights uh, heat signatures on your through his scope. So you can throw in smoke grenades, and nobody can see through the smoke except for you, and you can shoot people based on their heat signatures. Um, so he's super cool. And then I also use a guy named Blitz, um, and those are my main my main attackers. So. Awesome. I, I recently picked up Rainbow Six 2, not like consistently, so I didn't really you know talk about playing it, but um, Operation Chimera that, I don't know, did it already launch? Not yet. It's very soon. I think like next week or the week after. And it also has the Outbreak mode, right? Which is like yeah. the zombies mode or something like that? Yeah. It's, and it's it's almost like a Left 4 Dead campaign. It's way more, uh, I feel like, involved than like a Call of Duty zombies or something. Yeah, like a horde mode, a simple horde mode. Yeah. Um, Anything else you played besides that, or is that the whole shebang? Uh, besides PUBG, that's that's pretty much it. Um, there's a lot of games I didn't get to this week that I wanted to. I've just been 
busy wrapping up some uh, some stuff in my personal life. But um, oh, La- Last of Us Left Behind, I've been playing through. I'm like Ooh. almost done with that. Oh, um, so good. I beat I beat the game for the first time last week, so I wanted to. Oh wow! Hit up the DLC. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it was very very good. Um, I feel like I can't say anything on that game that hasn't been said a thousand times. Um, yeah, it le- definitely lived up to the expectation, for sure. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So. Man, playing through Last of Us for the first time last week. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Man. That's cool, I have though. a whole. I have a whole. St- I tried to play it back in 2013, and uh, it, it just didn't happen logistically um, yeah i got screwed over several times and i was just like i'm done i essentially bought yeah. a P- used ps3 to play that game specifically uh went to redbox a couple times every time i went to redbox to get the game it was a blank cd somebody had taken the real game out oh and then uh by the time i finally got a copy and started it up the used ps3 i bought died and i was like well i'm not meant to play this game um <laughs> and then so i finally played it last week so. I really enjoyed the multiplayer in the game. I don't know if it's lively anymore, obviously. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's one on of the things PS4. I'm excited for with uh, Part 2 is obviously the campaign and everything that comes with that. But also to see what they do new with the multiplayer because it was a surprising hook for a lot of people. You know, A yeah. lot of people jumped into Last of Us to play the single-player campaign because they heard so much about it. And then you jump into the multiplayer and it's different. You know, It yeah, has it its is. issues and stuff, but it's, it's very stressful, which I like. You it's know, reminiscent of, of there, uh, Gears of War to me. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I yeah. see the comparisons there. Um, I think that's pretty much it for everything we've been playing. Let's hop into the news. Got a couple of quick stories here. Um, Vanquish 2, uh, this is a rumor that it's uh, going to be coming to Xbox One as an exclusive, um, which is strange. You know, Vanquish is uh, an action game from Platinum Games, um, which makes this rumor even more odd because if you remember, Platinum was working on Scalebound, Scalebound was canceled. Yep. So for them to have another deal in place with Platinum would be very strange. Um, yeah, this the funny thing about this rumor is it doesn't have a whole lot of legs. Like we didn't see like Eurogamer and a lot of other places come out and say like, oh, this you know we've heard these things too. Um, this came by way of Marcus Sellers, who who's an industry insider, self-described quote unquote. Um, but he's been fairly accurate with a lot of his uh, leaks as of late. Um, so there's not a whole lot for this to stand on. Um, have any of you at all played the first Vanquish? Nope. Yeah, yeah, Vanquish is uh, really cool. The I would say the story and the voice acting is pretty garbage, but <laughs> the gameplay itself, um, as with many platinum games, is very solid. It's a really fast-paced third-person shooter. Um, the biggest mechanic is where you can slide around um, on your legs. Uh, you drop down and slide, and that changes up the combat quite a bit from a regular old third-person shooter. I didn't finish it, but I definitely enjoyed it. And uh, one of those games that I would very, definitely be happy to see a sequel for because it is uh, an underrated game. It didn't get enough love back in the day. Glad to see that they had the PC port, and usually um, that's a pretty good indicator that you know more stuff might be coming. Yeah, it's interesting with Platinum because they already have Bayonetta, which is, for all intents and purposes, exclusive to Nintendo. And if this comes true, that means Vanquish is kind of going to be Xbox's thing with Platinum. Is there a series that's exclusive to uh, Sony that Platinum does? Near. Near, yeah. That's, they're in a very odd predicament then if this happens because then they're going to have like a franchise exclusive with the three bigs, which is uh, super interesting. Um like I said, there's not a whole lot of weight there, but um, the Vanquish PC port does give an indication of maybe something's in the works. Um, yeah, the second story here is a game announcement that we had this week. Um, it's a game called Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. Uh, it features a Dawn duck of the war. rise of the techno awards. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, so it's an XCOM-like strategy game. Um, the It launched with a cinematic trailer that features a character's kind of roaming through this wasteland a couple of anthropomorphic animals, that being a duck and a boar, and the other one being a human that you later find out through the trailer is a mutant that kind of can turn its uh, skin into stone. Um, I have liked XCOM, like from a distance. I've watched people play it and stuff. I've never dove in. I own XCOM 2. I started it up, um, and I like the gameplay of it, but for some reason I got pulled away. Uh, are you guys interested in this game at all? Like, does this bring, like, are you guys into strategy games, or does the aesthetic alone and the story kind of make you want to try it out at least? Yeah, that the the latter there, the cinematic piece is really really damn cool. Like it looks spectacular. Never really been into strategy games except like Fire Emblem. 
Um, but yeah, this like just that that cinematic, like the story and those characters look really cool. So I'm I'm game if this comes around or when it comes around. It's it's always weird to see like an anthropomorphic duck because I think everybody's mind gets drawn to uh, Howard the Duck and that movie that came out, uh, <laughs> the Marvel movie that from like the I think the eighties. It's just really odd. Um, for those of you who didn't see the trailer, there's a, a part in it when they're uh, rummaging through this like abandoned diner, and the duck finds an old uh, can of like canned ham, and he looks at it, and he looks over to the pig, and they kind of lock eyes, and the pig looks at the can, and they just kind of just nod their heads in disagreement. It's really funny. Um, there's hilarious. even a part after that where the the uh, the pig finds a mirror in some like styrofoam packing peanuts, and he lifts it up and he looks at himself. And then he, like, moves his nose to be able to see, like, his, his eyes and stuff because, obviously, he has a huge snout. And it pops back up in his face, and he kind of gets agitated and, like, throws in the mirror. Um, it's cool because they conveyed so much character, and they made the world seem really interesting. I mean, when you have an anthropomorphic animal that looks like that, it kind of just immediately draws interest. Um, it, it's cool to see that it's going to be launching um, with PS4 and Xbox One, because a lot of these strategy games come out on PC because that's the diehard audience. But I think games like XCOM have seen success on console enough to warrant a release. Um, it's slated for 2018. We don't have a specific release date. Hopefully we see uh, an update at um, E3 somewhere. Um, my guess would be Xbox out of the big three, obviously. Um, but we could possibly even see it at the PC show that everyone forgets about that happens every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Looks like a very interesting game. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, the the third bit of news here. And I'm interested to get your take, Alex, because you said you've kind of gone gotten bored with FPSs over the last couple of years. Um, the new Battlefield, the one that's set to release in 2018, we initially had rumors that it was going to be Bad Company Three. Um, that striked up a lot of conversation as to what that means for the Battlefield franchise. Um, but there's a new report now uh, by way of IGN that it's reportedly set in World War II, so it's advancing from Battlefield 1 taking place in the First World War, mm -hmm. and it's going to be called Battlefield 5, but obviously with the Roman numeral V. Um, what do you think about this? Does it strike your interest that they're also going back to World War II like Call of Duty did, Alex? Does it do anything for you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big Battlefield fan, um, and, I, and I got into Battlefield 1 um, for a few months, actually. Um, and I and I had a blast with it, mostly just because not necessarily the game, but uh, it was just kind of like a bunch of old high school friends, and and uh, we all kind of reunited for the game. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so I have some fun memories with that. I'm excited for Battlefield Five. Um, I I think it's funny, like there, Battlefield One was such like a, a flub as far as like a name a name goes. Uh, so I'm curious, like if Battlefield Five will pick up where Battlefield One left off, or if it's a totally different campaign or and totally different characters just with you know um i guess that world war one set um but yeah i'm, I'm excited I, I like world war one world war two shooters a lot um so i'm stoked do you I, think they I'm do do you think they do like season pass or <clears throat> stick with the the battlefront microtransaction type stuff well they do a premium pass for battlefield um mm -hmm. so it is a season pass Yep. I would assume they would move as far away from the model for Battlefront 2 as possible, especially yeah. with Battlefield, because that's their big seller. Um, going to your the whole thing about the naming convention, Alex, uh, in the report it actually states that internally it was uh, known as Battlefield 2 following the naming convention of the previous Battlefield, but they, I guess now the rumors suggest that they change it to Battlefield 5. So Yeah. Why yeah. would they ever do Battlefield 1? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like a so soft bad. reboot. It'd be really cool if this is still Bad Company Three. Yeah, um, just under a different name. Set, yeah, well, or just set in World War Two. Um, I think that could be really cool if they decided to uh, not just do a regular World War Two game, but kind of a uh, special ops type deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if this would have came out last year, there would have been a real tough competition there with obviously Call of Duty being World War II. But everyone can assume that this year's entry in the Call of Duty series is going to be Black Ops 4, which kind of takes a like partially future, partially past approach. So I think they'll be uh, different enough there that uh, they won't step on each other's toes a, a whole lot. Obviously, there will be some some cross there because they're both shooters. Um, do you think this uh, releases the normal time that Battlefield games release? They usually come out in October. We have Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out then. Do you think they're just like, it's Battlefield, that doesn't have, you know, we don't have to worry about Red Dead taking any of our sales. I think we'll see it like October 11th. Like, I'm just on that date out of my ass. Uh, <laughs> just like so early October or early November. But I think I'd, I could see them do in October, early October. 
Yeah. I feel like that's it, more realistic. It's it's going to be a very interesting fall to see where everything lines up, especially with, you know, Battlefield doesn't come out every year, and it, obviously it comes out the year now that Red Dead does, which they couldn't have planned that because they don't know, and obviously Red Dead's been delayed twice already. Um, it's just very interesting to see where they decide because it is big enough of a franchise that it, it will lose sales to Red Dead, but they can still do fine. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering how confident EA is with the whole Battlefront 2 situation, how that's going to affect long-term this. Um and yeah. man, if there's any even a sniff of some kind of like card system in the game, ugh, he is going to be in for it, man. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how that whole plays out because uh, they're in some hot water, especially Dice, which is unfortunate because uh, they you know they they knock it out of the park with Battlefield to see them have so many issues with Battlefront Two and its whole microtransaction system. It's it's tough. Yeah, um, for sure. So let's hop over. We got a we got a, a package of some Sony news here. Um, we're getting close to the first birthday of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I believe it released today in March, right? It was in March or was it February? It was the week before Zelda. So was it February? Yeah, I think it was uh, February twenty. Last year was a, ye- a leap year, I think. So it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like twenty nine in certain areas, and then March first. Uh, okay. So uh, it was reported on the PlayStation blog that it passed 7.6 million sales, um, which broke a record for a first-party um, new IP, which is huge. Obviously, the game was a success. Um, it didn't necessarily clean up in Game Awards um, towards the end of last year um, with the likes of Zelda and Mario, but it did clean up at DICE pretty well. It did get a favorable yeah. amount of war- uh, awards. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I, uh, uh, Alex, before the show, you said you had played it a little bit. Jordan and Dom, I know both of you have played an extensive amount of this game. Are you impressed by 7.6 million sales, or is the quality of that game like, oh yeah, that's what it deserves because it's such a fascinating game? Yeah? Yeah, it deserves it, for sure. Um, what was Uncharted 4 at? Like, it, beat, it passed like 10 million, I think. Maybe 12. But it was also a packing game. Um, yeah. Which probably helped it out quite a bit. So, And it's also a sequel, so that kind of right. lets Horizon Zero Dawn get some of these accolades. Yeah. Exactly, a long-running sequel at that. So yeah, the fact that Horizon is almost at that same pace as a brand new IP is pretty... It's impressive, but I also... It, it's such a good game that it doesn't surprise me that much either, so... It's yep. great to see the experiment by Gorilla pay off too, because you know they they were known for Killzone and they tried something new, and PlayStation allowed them to do so, and they knocked it out of the park, which is fantastic. Um, it's it's just whenever any game sells upwards of seven point six million copies, it's insane. Um, speaking of a game that might do that, and another first party game, uh, we got the release finally of Quantic Dreams upcoming Detroit Become Human. <laughs> yes, I'm it's so not excited. gonna sell that much, man. Yeah, May 25th, uh, a month after God of War. So we're getting uh, back-to-back months of PS4 exclusives. Um, and this is interesting. We've talked about previously on the show all of the issues surrounding Quantic Dream and the the workplace harassment that has supposedly gone on. Um, there were some weird conspiracy theories that they were initially going to re- uh, announce the release date a while back, but because of all the controversy, they kind of wanted to distance themselves from it. Yeah. Um, also, we've had a recent report that PlayStation has readjusted a lot of their people at the top level to focus on first-party games. What do you guys think about Detroit Become Human? We can have a little bit of discussion. Like, Do you guys think it's going to succeed? Is this a solid release date for it? I just want to hear all of you guys' thoughts on this, on yeah. this news today. I think I think May is is a great release date for it. I'm trying to think of – I feel like we don't have much – I feel like we don't know about much that's releasing in that month, so – I could see that, and they given they're giving God of War a month to breathe because there were there were some tweets that Quantic Dream kept tweeting in early February. I think they're like, "No, our game's still coming out uh, in quarter one," and even though we didn't hear anything about it, and so it's funny that it's it's like the end of quarter two uh, that's actually coming yeah. out. But um, I'm this to is your probably, point, real quick, Alex. Huh? Uh, just to clarify, in May, uh, so far what we have confirmed for May is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze port okay. on May fourth, Mega Souls? Man Legacy. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered comes yeah. out the yes. same day as Detroit. Eat Becoming everybody's Human. lunch. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection One and Two comes out May twenty second on the Switch. So two Switch exclusives okay. uh, or releases, and then Dark Souls Remastered is its only competition really in May. Yeah, a re-release obviously. Yeah, so I, I I'm really stoked for Detroit. Um, it's probably my like top two most anticipated games for PlayStation this year. Um, top three for sure. So I, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, that. The Quantic Dream reports were definitely troublesome. I'm curious, um, you know, if any of those, you know, 
ideologies leaked into the game at all. Like you never know like the, how the philosophies of like the creative directors and stuff affect like the game itself. So I'm curious to see how, how that works out. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the game as it is right now. The worst part about that too is it's one of those where we're never, we're almost certainly never really going to know what exactly was going on over there to what extent and who is most responsible and stuff and who ignored it and should have done more to all that weird stuff that apparently was going on there. So it's kind of a tough thing when you're like, well, maybe I don't want to support them, but it's like, is that fair? It's such a tough where I kind of come down and it depends on the studio and the game. Right. Um, a lot of the time I come down on the thought, like a ton of, and this is kind of, this is probably me just justifying it. So I don't feel bad as a consumer. (laughs) Um, but I do think about like, you know, there are dozens and dozens of people that work on these games and they all definitely have different ideologies. And it's unfortunate that, the crappy uh, opinions and beliefs of like their leaders taint the game that they've like poured their blood, sweat, and tears into. Um, and it sucks that they if they happen to taint it. it, we still don't know yeah. if that is the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the other thing. You could have had one peeved off employee who was fired make this report or something. I, I doubt it because it was so specific and weird. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm still excited for this game. Uh, I've stated cool. on the, yeah. I've stated on this podcast because I don't currently own a PS4. Okay. But I've made the promise that I'm purchasing one before Spider Man. Spider Man is my I'm yeah. buying a PS4 game. I can't wait for that. Um, game. Yeah, I'm actually figuring out a way, and maybe I can talk to you guys after the show, uh, Jordan and Dom. I want to figure out a way to be able to uh, get like a free month of PS Plus since I've never done it to download Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank so I have them in my vault. And then obviously when I get my PS4, I'll actually subscribe to PS Plus and I'll have yeah. them there. So I want to figure out how to do that. Um, yeah, but actually uh, you could just do it if I'm not sure, but when you first sign up for like PlayStation at all, like create an account, I'm pretty sure like they'll just they let you get a seven day trial. I don't know if you okay. have to do it from the PS4, though, or not, though. That's the only question. Interesting. Worst case, I'll just give you my information. You can sign in for me if you can. I'll just yeah, there give you go. Exactly. It's still my identity. Um, <laughs> just be careful picking your name. Yeah. I, I It's 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 the same as my Xbox gamer tag. Don't worry. Um, even though I could change it on there, so I didn't have to worry too much. Uh, Alex, sorry, though. Were you? Uh, what else do you have to say about uh, Detroit? Yeah, I'm just a big fan of narrative-based games, and I think Detroit is like – um, you know, I didn't, I didn't play heavy rain actually. Um, I wasn't kind of, wasn't really into those games back then, unfortunately, but I feel like the Detroit seems like, and I, I've had my, I've played the game myself. Um, from what I've played, it's definitely like the most polished version of like a narrative based game I've played so far. Um, granted I haven't played them all. Um, but I, I play a lot of walking Sims and games like, you know, those kind of games. Uh, and it's definitely like reminiscent of those things but on just a totally different level of polish um and like voice acting and stuff so i don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes but from what i've played myself it's it's really really good yeah jordan you've been looking forward to this game too what do you think about the release date like are you excited about may 25th yeah it's another strong start to the year for playstation with uh shadow of the colossus remake and then god of war and then uh Detroit right after that so um, and then with them talking about ramping up first party which is just uh, kind of mind boggling but yeah that's uh, you know they continue to dominate in that uh, first party exclusive sphere and I think this is going to continue that um, I think that obviously it was bullshit what was going down at the studio but I think that won't uh, affect people's opinion of the game too much and it will have died down enough by then um I'm definitely excited about it. You know, I love cyberpunk stuff. I love sci-fi in general. Um, I definitely am worried about the story being derivative as far as the androids wanting to become, literally become human, (laughs) Um, which is is the story in in most uh, android uh, cyberpunk sci-fi situations. So um, with that being said, that is probably my biggest uh, fear with this game, that it's the story is going to turn out to just kind of feel like old hat, but, um, you know, we'll have to see. Yeah. I hope it's that like, cause there's three main characters. There's Kara, there's the guy, the revolutionist. So I always forget his name. 
and then there's the agent guy, right? Like the investigator. Mm-hmm. Those are the three main characters. And I wonder if one of them is going to be that very tropey by the numbers. This is the Android story. And then the other ones are going to explore some really interesting paths. Cause I doubt that they'll, they won't make one of them super tropey just to familiarize people with it. You know what I mean? To make people kind of comfortable. Um, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to them all three being very interesting and different. This this release date to me kind of confirms in my own belief that Spider-Man isn't coming in the first half of 2018. I could not see a world where yeah. they release God of War, then Detroit, and Spider-Man all before E3. As very that would be very that odd June game. But yeah, well, yeah, it's weird. It like be cannibalizing themselves to a certain extent of like, I don't know. Obviously, there's a whole discussion of like our first party games do they need to be spread out and that kind of stuff but to me i do not see spider-man coming out before june at all with especially with this release date but who knows yeah we could be going into next month and they're like oh yeah and then spider-man's coming out in june because they announced it two months before so who knows um is there a spider-man Dom- movie coming this year no 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 okay. he's in well he's actually in, they are well, theatrically the- releasing uh into the spider-verse which is an animated film yep but it uh, same day as aquaman December 11th, I think. Um, But yeah, not a live action one. Homecoming 2 won't be until after Avengers 4. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be the first movie of uh, Phase 4 or whatever it is, apparently. Okay. Um, Yeah. Dom, do you have anything to say about Detroit? I don't know if you you, uh, got a word in edgewise there. Uh, Yeah, it comes out the same day as Dark Souls, so I could give a shit less about it that day. (laughs) Dom is a huge Dark Souls guy. Yeah, me too. Um, obviously I won't have my PS4 by then cause Spider-Man hasn't come out by then. Um, so it makes it easier on me being able to buy the Dark Souls remaster. Now yeah. I'm kind of fighting with myself of like, do I only buy it on Xbox one? Do I buy it on Xbox one and switch? Do I only buy it on switch? I'm like having an internal battle cause uh, I, that's one of my favorite games of all time. And to have it remastered is going to be super dope. Um, Jared, you don't like, have a 4k TV, right? No, I don't have a 4k TV. No, I say switch all the way, bro. Yeah. Switch. Yeah. Portable Dark it just, Souls. I would say the controls, but then you also have the pro controller and it's also the achievements thing, but then it's like, well, Dark Souls achievements aren't necessarily easy to get. So do I really even want to worry about that? I have a whole lot of things in my mind. I have friends who are getting <laughs> it on Xbox. So do I play multiplayer? They, they buffed the multiplayer on Dark Souls. I think with the remaster, I think it's up to 16 people. Um, so, which I don't need to play with 16 people. 16 in one. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't. What? Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep, it's 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 from software. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Just it's very like weird. Me. I doubt that's going to be a feature on Switch, though. I think it's only for yeah. PS4 and Xbox. One. I doubt that's <laughs> yeah. going to be a feature for Switch. Um, the last news story here, we're going to just kind of morph it into a topic, and I want to talk about it because um, we have a lot of people here that pay for annual subscriptions um, to play online and get all the goodies that come along with it. And PlayStation kind of dropped a bomb this week, in my opinion. Uh, They announced that PlayStation Plus is dropping PS3 and Vita games in 2019. Um, This is kind of huge. They said it's going to take effect March 2019, so they kind of gave a year advance about this. If you're not familiar with PS Plus, uh, every month you get two PlayStation 4 games, two PlayStation 3 games, and two Vita games. Some of them are uh, cross-buy, if I... yeah, cross by. Um, it, it's very strange because it kind of seemed like there was built-in value there. If you were ingrained in the PlayStation ecosystem, you were getting six games, right? If you owned a Vita, if you owned a PS3, if you owned a PS4. Now with this Switch, you're going to be going from that to two games. It's still going to be costing the same as Xbox Games with Gold or Xbox Gold, period. Which gives you four. Which gives you four games, the two backwards compatible games, which is even on its own more value because those you can play on the same console, so you don't have to have two separate consoles. Yeah. Um, and two Xbox One games. It, it's very strange to me. People assume that this means that PS5 is on the way. I don't think so. I think this is just kind of them moving past that. I think the more often PlayStation releases free games for PS3 and Vita, it allows people to spark up the argument of like where's backwards compatibility and stuff. And maybe from an optic standpoint, they want to get away from that. So if they stop giving you free PS3 games, you'll stop thinking about backwards compatibility, which I don't think would work. Um, I don't know about that. I think it is the PS5 thing because we know that, you know, games are in development for next generation. Um, We know that it's been uh, five years at this point and that's, you know, by a year from now, it's going to be six uh, since the PS4 PS4 was revealed, I should say. But um, we knew this day was coming at some point, and um, they have been giving you a lot of value. However, a reminder, they just 
upped the cost of PS Plus by ten dollars at the end of last year. So um, we point, were like, yeah. oh well, maybe maybe they'll give us more value for that. But uh, that <laughs> obviously is not the case. Um, I would like to see them incorporate PSVR if they're going to take. Yeah, that would be really it. interesting. Yeah. Um, but also with uh, Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank being the free PS4 games this month, that also is a sign of the coming PS5 to me because. Um, you know, towards the end of PS3's life cycle, they were giving away many more AAA games. Um, so, yeah, I think that's mostly what this is about. But uh, it's definitely frustrating um, from my standpoint, being as ingrained in the ecosystem as I am, um, especially when they raise the price, especially when there's still a lot of features missing on PlayStation Network and PlayStation Plus. Um, so, this is uh, a little bit upsetting. Do you think it's like icing on the cake of them like, hey, we're going to announce this thing that a lot of people are going to get pissed off at, but if we do it around the time we announce that everyone's getting Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank for free, maybe they won't be as mad, you know? That's, that's exactly what I was going to say is they play yeah. this really, really smart uh, from that aspect, but then also announcing it a year ahead of time, super, super smart. Um, I mean, we'll have long forgotten about this by then, right? Um, and even mm. less people will care then than today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... So. I'm more of the idea of um, I could see them like and I like when this does phase out kind of in the agreement of, you know, seeing one PlayStation VR title a month. I don't think you're going to get two at all. Uh, they don't just, oh, no they don't have the library to do that. Um, and two, I, I don't personally, I don't think it's PS5 related. I'm of the opinion that uh, I've been talking about this behind the scenes with uh, blessing a lot lately uh, that we both think that, you know, PS5 is like late 2020, early 2021. I just think, Jesus, fuck. I think, see, here's my reasoning. Uh, <laughs> oh. We are in this weird transition. So, one, they put so much R&D into this, into this uh, generation. They've got PS4. They've got PS4 Pro. You can count the PS Slim or whatever if you want. Uh, PSVR all on this ecosystem. So I don't – I feel like they want to milk that for as much as it's worth. And my other reason is I think they're going to wait till 4K is – more of a standard in the living room. We're still in that weird transition phase where a lot of people don't have 4K. It's still kind of pretty new. People are starting to adopt it, but I feel like in two years, it'll be, it'll have saturated living rooms a lot more. And it's like, okay, PS5 is 4K. We can support, you know, 1080p, but the going forward, like our focus is 4K. That's my thought of, as to why we might see it. Uh, see, in a years. I disagree because I think, um, for one, if they discontinue the other two gen- uh, platforms on PS Plus mm-hmm. in March of next year, I think you could see them uh, unveiling the PS5 right around that time. And so it's like, sure, well, yeah, we're taking away on the sale old that ones, fall. but right okay. later on this fall, you're going to be able to have free PS5 games, even if they are like little indie ones. Sure, sure. Um, as far as it releasing in 2020 or 21 the consoles that we have now were already a little underpowered when they were released in 2013 and so even with the pro or xbox one x uh, they're going to be looking real rough uh come 2020 or 2021 i think 2021 Um, is pushing it i think 2020 is probably more realistic in my eyes but yeah i I see that yeah i kind of recognize what you're saying there Um, another thing people forget is that you know the the last console doesn't necessarily die when the new one comes out. That's true. So yeah. if it releases uh, fall of next year, PS4 can still be being manufactured until mm-hmm. you know 2022 for all we know. Sure, um, sure. And I do think 4K is probably going to become a lot more of the standard next year. And if it releases next fall, then you'll have you'll be three years away from PS4 Pro. So I don't think people will feel like they're getting burned too bad, sure. especially you kind of knew what you were getting into if you bought a pro where it's like, yeah, it's, it's an incremental and, um, you know, I have 4k, so I'm into it, but, um, you know, I'm not expecting this to be the end all be all. So, sure. um, it's, you know, anybody's call at this point, but, um, I hope my personal hope is that it's out next year because I do think we need new consoles. I think there's, um, a lot, a lot more that can be done on consoles if they go ahead and upgrade us. I well, think sure. next year also. I think next fall, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. I, to the original point, though, or to the original story, um, I don't think this is them dropping PS3 and Vita from the Plus lineup is a big deal, even in the slightest. Um, 
I think there might be a couple people out there that are like, what the heck, man? But just like when they increase the price for PS Plus by 10 bucks or whatever, it might be a story for a day or two, but it's just I don't think there's any lasting negative effect on them yeah uh, because of it it's time for this these those things to go away anyway just to be blunt uh, um, oh no see that's my biggest thing is that this worries me that you know they're really gonna stop supporting those two consoles because you know i still play both of those consoles on a semi-regular basis and especially with the stores being separated uh where you can't access your psn games um, from the previous generation on the PS4 store, that worries me quite a bit. Uh, you know, having purchased so many and downloaded so many through PS Plus, hopefully the PS5 will alleviate that and we'll just get access to every generation. I think it would be ridiculous if we didn't. But yeah, that's the part that worries me. Uh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in the boat with Alex and Bless. Uh, I, I'm more along the lines of 2020. I think 2021 is a little too far out. Um, yeah. For me, uh, I'm not going to reiterate everything you said. I agree with like that's a lot of the reasons I feel it's coming out um, in 2020 as opposed to like sooner, are for a lot of things you said. On top of the fact that like from a marketing standpoint, I think just the 2020 is great. You know, like just a nice round number to be able to release something. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird gripe I have with that whole thing. Um, but as far as like added value and stuff, this is kind of showing how PlayStation has fallen behind in terms of having upgradable architecture, like how the it loses value to consumer optics. Because um, like we previously stated, you get four games on, on Xbox that all four of those play on your Xbox One. So you don't have to turn on your Xbox 360. So you're technically getting four games, right, every month. Um, and obviously the, the value changes there. But moving forward... When the next Xbox is announced, we don't really have to worry about seeing them discontinue giving us Xbox 360 games because they already have that system in place. Um, so right there is added value because we don't have to hear Xbox give a statement a year early of their dropping the games because it's not an issue for them. And like, like you said, Don, it's true. Like People are going to be mad about this for a while and they might forget. But it'll always bring up in conversations of like, especially when the new consoles launch in terms of in terms of value, that's added value for Xbox right off the bat. Um, when you're gonna have to be buying into the subscription services and stuff, so it's it's very interesting. It also makes it look more odd considering we're entering a time where Nintendo's gonna have a paid subscription for I believe it's twenty bucks a month, and they're gonna be giving one game. So it's like you're almost paying three times year. as much. Uh, yeah, where PlayStation is sixty bucks a year. So it's like you're paying three times as much for it, – it's it's very strange. Um, I understand why they're doing it. I, I really can't see a, a world where PS5 comes out next year. I think it's just too soon, but I could be wrong. It just – it seems way too soon for that the next – Six-year life cycle. Yeah, it's just I agree with Alex on the on these mid-tier upgrades and them. Uh, you know, 4K isn't that consumer-friendly and everyone doesn't have it. Um, and it's kind of like one of those things where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You mentioned like – the, when they came out in 2013, they were already underpowered, as consoles are ten. You know, they're often going to be in comparison to PC. Do they wait to get to a point where they can kind of have even more powerful consoles that match it? Like, they're never going to really be on par. They're always going to be behind. You know, so it's like, at what point do they decide just to screw it? Let's jump up in power. So yeah, I could see 2019. Nice. I could see 2020. Eh, who knows? It'd be nice if these next consoles were modular, where. Um, you can just and make it like super simple. So yeah. you want to upgrade the hard drive, you literally just hit an eject button while your system's turned off, and slide the new one in. If you want a better video yeah. card, sound card, what the fuck ever, you just pop a button and it, the card slides out, and you slide a new one in. I think that'd be really fucking cool. Yeah. I think we'd be more likely to see that from Xbox than PlayStation if either of them were to do that. Yeah, mm. it, it's it's interesting. We're in this weird gray area where we do, we don't know because like there's not a huge pattern, you know. So it's like, oh, what do we expect? So. <laughs> in spring of 2020, the Nintendo Switch will be three years old, and think how goddamn underpowered that shit's gonna look when there's people like. Like, think about where VR is going to be and 4K gaming systems and obviously PCs. Switch is just going to look kind of sad at that point. Not that it's a bad console, obviously. It'll probably have it, a system refer a refresh at that point, I assume. A little bump. Who knows? Who knows how long they're going to do the cycle yeah. for that one? Because, if you know, imagine if they didn't have another console until, like, 2022. It's going to look like absolute dog shit at that point, so... Um, who knows what the next, uh, you know, four or five years could bring I as think, far as gaming technology. 
I think we could possibly see one that's a little bit more powerful, and I think we could obviously possibly see one that's a little bit cheaper that doesn't have disconnecting Joy-Cons. Um, it, it's interesting to see what they're going to play. Nintendo recently announced that they're more interested in accessories than they are in a 2.0 at this moment, which is like, Labo. yeah, it's, it's a console uh, that's like you know, one year old, so Labo. I wouldn't assume that they're trying to do, you know. it's They do it's love their space. incremental upgrades, though. Yeah. Nintendo knocks it out of the park. They'll, they'll release 17 million different versions of the 3DS just to satiate people. Um, I want the... Oh, man. If the Pokemon Switch game launches with, like, a Pokemon-themed Switch, oh, that's going to be beautiful. Mm. Or, like, Pokemon yeah, Joy-Cons. The Switch is never themed. It's only just the Joy-Cons, you know? So yeah, I know. It's not, it's not the same. Maybe it, maybe it will be themed in the future. I live in a world where that could be a possibility, Jordan. Don't break oh, my dreams. Creating your own reality, are you? Yes. That's an episode of Black Mirror. Um, yeah, I think that that's it for the show. Um, let's talk about where we're going to be playing next week. Uh, I'm on my Monster Hunter World grind. Uh, I'm close to the end. Have you finished the campaign for Monster Hunter World, Alex? Oh, no. I, I sold that game. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you not like it? Did you not uh, click with you? I, so I had fun with it when I did play. It got to the point where... Um, you know, the sessions were getting so long and not being able to like pause my game. Like I was, I was okay. chasing down like a, I was in like a specific hunt and I was like, crap, I got to run outside, but I've got like three minutes left in my hunt. What do I do? And it's like, it was just like that kind of those little things. It was a lifestyle clash. Yeah. Developers. If I'm not playing online, let me pause my goddamn game. Yes, please. Uh, Holy little things shit. like that. Um, also the. It was just like my friends severely outpaced me, and I was like, "Oh, I got this to play with friends. Oh, yeah. I don't want to grind solo." So uh, I figured I'd, uh, I'd I'd get rid of it. So I pre-ordered Nino Kuni two instead. That's much Ooh. more oh, nice. alley. Jordan, did you hate Bloodborne then? Because you can't pause in that, can you? Oh my god, dude! It's so it's so fucking stupid because <laughs> I love it. It's oh, not man. like you don't Same. pause the game. You just find a way to cheese it. Like you you yeah. clear out an area and then go hide in a corner where you know you're not gonna get attacked. It's like this yeah. is pausing the game. It's just a stupid way to do it. And so uh, apparently, or not apparently, I've actually used the function. Neo has added the ability to pause now. And it's like, why? Why wasn't that just there from the fucking start? Yeah, let me pause my game. No, keep it out. Blo- no, keep Bloodborne, it out. you can pause. dashboard, though, and it like, kind of pauses it. No, I don't know it what doesn't. The... No, it doesn't? Nope. I thought it paused it. Hmm, no, okay. Only way to do it is to put your console into sleep mode, and then you oh. can jump right back in. Yeah, that, I like that. Actually, I've never had an issue with that, point. but it's like a lifestyle clash. It's just you know, I understand. Yeah, it should, there should be able. To, if you're not playing online, you should be able to pause it. That's a whole discussion for another day. But I can see why Alex was like, yeah. If you're going to the bathroom, like you're not just gonna be like, oh well, I guess they're gonna kill me. Like no, you're going to find a spot where you're hiding. It's like you're and just it's different it with Monster difficult. Hunter because you're on a timer a lot of the time. Like, yeah. you have God. like X amount of time to get this monster down. And I'm like, well, I, I need to go. Um, so did I just waste an hour? Um, so that happened to me a couple times and I was like, I think I'm going to be done. It's fine. I had a lot more fun with the beta than I did with the real game. Um, where I could just jump into the quest with friends and we were all, you know, equal. I was like, that was fun. Uh, but so really it's not monster hunters fault. It's your friends. I'm just kidding. Pretty much. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So more Monster Hunter World. Uh, I'm going to be finishing Celeste this week. I've been powering through that, having a great time with it. I'm mm-hmm. at the Mirror Temple, so I'm assuming that's like chapter, like, what, five or six, right, Alex? So yeah, I have, like, a couple left. Yeah, there's seven total, I think, seven or eight. Okay, so I'm pretty close, yeah. Yeah. So if I finish that, I'll get back to Wolfenstein 2, Dom. I love that game. It just It's it's right now on the it's on the you know the next up it's list. It's sublime, man. Yeah. Um, I've been teetering on whether to get... Uh, uh, slay the spire which is a game ian talked about last week on the show and i've been seeing rumblings about it uh, online from people it looks very interesting it's a roguelike mix with a card game so um yeah i've also been thinking about jumping back into the elder scrolls tcg Uh, i really love elder scrolls and i played it for quite a bit what's tcg a trading card game Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's like hearthstone legends yeah uh, yeah, Legends. Um, I couldn't remember the name, so Elder Scrolls TCG was uh, my, my my grasp there in the air. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't have a chance to see Annihilation last weekend, Jordan, so I'm actually going to be seeing it this weekend. It's so um, good. Yeah, so we can chat about that. I just uh, I didn't have time last weekend, so I'm definitely going to be watching it this weekend. Um, and yeah, shout out to Avengers Infinity War moving up a week, so pretty stoked about that as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. What about you guys? 
I will refrain from talking about Annihilation until you've seen it, because I don't oh. want to say shit. Sorry to interrupt you, Jordan. Did you see that the uh, artist, the, the artist from in, the artist from Invincible is going to be doing the reboot of uh, Amazing Spider-Man? Oh, nice! Very cool. yeah, yeah. very uh, is good. That art. Ryan Otley, Otley, yeah. Dude, he is on fucking point. You should so see his cover great. for Amazing Spider-Man One. He did uh, Spider-Man, and then all of like the classic villains look super dope, like J. Jonah Jameson as well. Oh, so good. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about Annihilation next week. I did enjoy it. I'll say that much. Um, and then, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Star Wars Rebels will be wrapping up. Um, probably playing the same games that I mentioned earlier. Uh, same this week. And then, uh, very important. I'm surprised I didn't hear about this earlier. I guess they just uh, announced the release date, pretty close to it actually happening. Tonight is the season two premiere of Atlanta. Oh my god! Really? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I completely yeah. didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like way ahead of TV premiere dates. I like have it in a note in my phone, so I know when what's coming up. Oh, so wow. like I said, I guess they just announced it, but uh, um, you know they took the year off last year because Donald Glover was so busy with music and Star Wars. Um, so I am love Atlanta. That's what the quote I jumped in uh, with earlier was from, and. Uh, very excited to see where that show goes in season two. Uh, and what about you guys, Dom, uh, Alex? What are you guys gonna be playing? I think I'll finally get around to plugging my PS4 back in. Uh, he recently bought like... a house, Alex, so he's okay. been moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why do you leave it unplugged? Though... You just leave it plugged in, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Context, yeah. Even though I still have some work to do down in this basement, as you can see, there's just like bare ceiling tiles missing and stuff. Um, are you safe? Plug- <laughs> Do you need us? No, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the master won't come down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have a very specific uh, set of skills if you need any help. If I do plug in the old PS4, I'll get back to Call of Duty World War II finally. I still haven't gotten through that campaign. It's like the shortest bit of game that I, somehow it's been weeks and I haven't finished. <laughs> um, oh, wow. And then I'll at least throw in a round or two of zombies. Uh before I ditched that disc, I guess. Uh, but Ditch that disc. Yeah, <laughs> my cheap ass. But welcome to our new weekly show where we throw video game discs out of our window. <laughs> ditch the disc. <laughs> Just ditch it. Yeah. See if we um, can chop somebody. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep playing Persona because I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. It's kind of it's kind of nice. I one thing I forgot to mention earlier is I like talking to people in the game. Like, like just all dialogue interactions. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like night. Social I don't know, links. The social stuff is really kind of very well done, um, which is especially weird considering it's it's a Japanese game that I I mean I, correct me if I'm wrong I assume it was localized to yeah to be English right so it's kind of impressive that it, it's grabbing me like that especially me someone who's not been I don't think I've ever watched a single anime or anything like that um, yeah <laughs> so it kind of it kind of shocks me that I, I just like talking to the characters and just hanging out and going to drama class and whatever else. I, yeah, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it that it's kind of it's kind of nice. Persona nice. Four actually has uh, two animes, uh, one based off the original game and one based off of Golden. So there you go. And a dancing game, so you can get into that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Alex, what about you? Yeah. So uh, Crackdown came out on backwards compatibility this week for Xbox, which is something I've been waiting for for a while it's one of my favorite games uh, ever and so i'm gonna be diving into that this week just to kind of get back into that and have fun with it i'm trying to convince uh, my friend blessing to get in with it uh because he does nothing but troll me and trash that game in front of me and i'm like you need to play this <laughs> game with me we'll play through a co-op it's such a good game um it's probably gonna play that uh i'm gonna definitely dive into into the breach more um i'm excited to play that and I, i've been throwing around the idea of getting into XCOM, but i think i'm gonna wait on that um for a few months until Maybe like the the summertime, so probably some siege, probably some into the hey, maybe mutant down, mutant, maybe yeah. mutant will be your your intro to XCOM style games. You never that, know. It looks cool to me. So uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So Alex, you just brought up uh, Crackdown coming to back and pad on Xbox. Xbox. So Jared, back to your early your earlier earlier point. Not only are uh, 360 games backwards compatible often on Xbox One, but a lot of them are now. Enhanced. getting enhanced for yeah exactly for xbox one x including crackdown and witcher 2 like 
they're upgrading the the resolution and the developer doesn't even have to do it it's just that's incredible that's, there's that's some screenshots value. some comparison cre- screenshots that came out of crackdown this week that are insane uh yeah. i was really impressed it's so, so crazy uh, to me that they can do that without editing the game yeah, code at all so that's like super impressive and then like you said jared that microsoft is doing a good job adding value uh for the customer this is another example of that mm-hmm. xbox yeah. is for the people yeah. uh alex real quick have you heard of the game subnautica yes i was watching yeah. um mark brown's video on that the other day i think it's mark brown i can't remember uh some video essayist and it looked awesome uh so i might get that as well i don't know it's so i've, I've been playing i've been dabbling with it like not enough to dive into like give a full report on it yeah but uh it's it's so good like it pulls you in uh, i don't know how you are with like deep ocean and like i i stuff. yeah i have a fear of open water for sure but i'm uh, like it's a I'll, it's a video <laughs> game like i'll survive uh well, the thing too is it, it kind of leans you into it like you start in ver- a very shallow area to get you comfortable yeah. and you kind of can like creep into the deeper parts as you want to Ooh, i got um, chills <laughs> yeah and it people people uh, like i pitched it as uh to dom as minecraft but with portal s graphics because it's like okay. uh that the 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 gathering loop and all that stuff but there is an interesting narrative in the game that i don't want to spoil for anybody but it does get you very intrigued as to what exactly is going on on this planet so um, no man's if you ocean. get a chance yeah, uh no, not sure quite. um <laughs> yeah. is that is that game co-op or is it just single player it's single player unfortunately that was the first thing when i saw it i was like man this would be cool to just explore with a friend but yeah um it's in early access i think it released fully on on pc but i think it's still in early access on console i think it's one of those things that they just want to focus on making a polished game and then they'll worry about the multiplayer stuff later yeah um it looked gorgeous man yeah i've been wanting jared i'm gonna need a a full report for subnautica on my desk by monday (laughs) 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 um yeah yeah, I think I'll yeah, probably I don't need a full report on Wolfenstein too. <laughs> oh, Jesus, all right. Oh, shit, Jerry's um, got some homework. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us, Alex. If people Thanks don't know where can they find you at on the internet? Uh, they can find me on okbeast.com. Uh, I host a podcast over there called Pixel Pulse Radio, which is a similar show to this uh, uh, in many ways. So uh, if you like this, maybe check that out. Uh, and then I do video essays. And other stuff over at youtube.com slash okbeast. We passed a thousand subscribers today, so that was pretty cool. Ooh. Um, okay, so, Beast. Congrats. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. So if you're in, if you like if you watch all the videos, uh, if you if you watch a, a lot of videos on video games, uh, check that out. So, and then I'm on Twitter uh, I, at it's Van Aken. Every time Blessing is on, I tell him that like you guys seem to like try to one up each other in a very good and positive way of like trying to you know showcase I don't know better better skills and just a, a better narrative through your video essays as each one's released. So I really commend you guys on that. You guys are, you guys are definitely getting better with each video, which is Thanks, really man. cool to see. Yeah. There's definitely that competition there. And I'm pissed yeah. because one of Bless's video from like six months ago, randomly blew up from like 400 views to like 7,000 this week. And I'm like, I hate you so much. <laughs> like he's got all oh, the high view videos and I'm like, man, I'm losing. I'm losing. It's the one with the uh, extension or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Extension. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. um, so that's fun. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, for those me. who are who are listening, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on YouTube. If you haven't, follow us on iTunes. Leave a review if you can. Uh, follow us at our group Twitter at ctrlint. That's controlled interest abbreviated. Personally, you can find me at Jared underscore the guy who has just Jared is a jerk. Uh, you can find Dom at Dom's Oreos, and you can find Jordan at Mellow Modus. Uh, that's it for this week. Tune in next time. Uh, we should have blessing on next week. The other. Uh, one of the other parts of OK Beast, I don't want to say it's just two of them, because you guys have more than two people, right? Because you have a uh, an- anime show. Yeah, yeah. We have trying five to remember. You have total. Ian, Ian, uh, Brandon, who is my stepdad and my co-host on Pixel Pulse, and then uh, Moises, and then kind of part of OK Beast. He, he he's a co-host. His name's Nato Johnston. Oh, so. cool, awesome. Yeah, I hate to say like the other half, but like you two are the only ones that have been on, so it's like you know what I mean. Sure, it's like, sure. Oh, the, yeah. the other person from OK Beast. No one's offended. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Lennon and McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next time. Awesome. Bye.